What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. And we are live. NBA DFS Strategy Show Wednesday, August 12th. Only two more days of whatever is happening in the NBA. I'm I'm really excited to watch playoff basketball. Uh, they can fire this bubble into the sun for the regular season as far as I'm concerned. I am Josh Engelman. You are probably used to seeing my face on this show. I am joined for the first time on a strategy show with me, Greg Ehrenberg. Greg, what's going on, man? Uh, not too much. I'm just excited to really figure out some of these, these minutes and these rotations. We're going to have... <laughs> stuff to talk about. I don't even know what it's going to be, but this is one of the first slates we've had since the restart where it's just like none of these teams have anything to play for. And basically every team is like half the roster is listed as questionable. So this is, this is going to be an interesting one. It's, it's truly tricky. I sat down to start plotting this out. My first thought was, Oh, that's very nice that they only gave me four games today because if this was seven, that's just a really not fun scenario. So I was happy there. And then it was just, Q tag, Q tag, Q tag, Q tag, straight down Indiana. It's like, all right, this is going to be, this is going to be one of those days. So it should go without saying right now for everyone, but I'll repeat myself again. If you're trying to play today, please make sure that you are around your computer for 10 to 15 minutes before each one of these games locks. If you are thinking that you can just set your lineup at 345 and then walk away for the day, you're not going to profit or you are the luckiest person on the planet. There are going to be changes no matter what. We're not going to be able to dodge them. There are five hours between the Rockets game starting and the Nuggets game starting. There's no tell. Like, the whole Clippers team could get ruled out after that Houston Rockets <laughs> uh, tip-off. There's, we have no idea what's going to happen. You need to be malleable in these scenarios. So keep your eye on the news all day. Greg and I are going to do our best job breaking down our – preliminary thoughts, I guess. We're going to give it a shot. You'll have NBA Live before lock to really hold your hand later today. So 150 people are in here. Don't be afraid to hit that like button as you walk in the door. Subscribe to the channel. Hit the notification bell so you know when this and all of our other content goes live. We've got four games to break down, but before we do, we'll take a look at the optimal line or the winning lineup uh, from yesterday's $20 on DK. You needed J.J. Barea. Devin, wait, is that right? No, that's, is that two days ago? Yeah, that's definitely not yet. That's definitely not yesterday. I don't even know. I don't even think JJ Bray stepped on the court. No, I was like, I, well, the moment I saw it, I realized that that screenshot was not at all correct. I wonder if 
lineup study uh, isn't rolled over for today? Today the 11th? No, there it is. It is rolled over. I just went straight to the 10th, evidently. Winning lineup. Jordan, if you're sharing the lineup that I gave you in the run sheet, it's not right. <laughs> it's not right. Shout, shout out to Ray Flow 512 two entries into the contest and uh, picked himself up 100 grand. Jordan, I'm going to give you another screenshot in a second. I'm grabbing the winner here. Drop that into the run sheet so you can see it. Make this a little bit better. Bing, bang. Producing on the fly. Sometimes you just got to make some changes. Let's try this again. Winning lineup on DK yesterday. Luka Doncic, Devin Booker, Bogdan Bogdanovich, TLC, Kyle O'Quinn, Damian Lillard, Keldon Johnson, and Markel Fultz. You needed to get Dame's monster. And then uh, 44 and a quarter out of Keldon Johnson at 0.7% ownership. What were your Keldon Johnson thoughts for yesterday's slate? You know what's funny is I actually liked a lot of those players. Keldon Johnson was not one of them. And <laughs> But even what ended up happening with Keldon Johnson was the reason he got extended minutes was because the Spurs ended up blowing out the Rockets. Yeah. So that was a situation I wouldn't have been on. But Kylo Quinn is somebody who I have long loved for DFS. And this could end up being another cock night tonight because this, <laughs> the, the Sixers have everybody questionable again. Yeah, if Horford ends up out, it becomes a no-brainer. O'Quinn is the flat min on DraftKings today. You just aren't going to find a better scenario. Um, And even if Horford is in, uh, O'Quinn in the backup center, I mean, is he the backup center? Like, he doesn't even have to play a single second as the backup center for today. It's so weird, but we're going to dig into all of that. Man, to wake up... Two bullets, 40 bucks that guy put into that DraftKings contest came out with $100,000. And bad. then second and third taken by the same person who played 19 entries. So grabbed another 60K there. You don't see a lot of people take second and third. That's a weird, that, that stings a little. <laughs> but, but not really at the same time. It all depends also- on the payout structure. <laughs> You know where it's like maybe a little bit more like legitimate when you see somebody with a bunch of like second and third or that type of thing is when it's like a two game slate and somebody plays some random, you know, like 0.5% on player and they just put them like 20% of the lineups, but not for a big slate like yesterday where there was a a billion value plays. Yeah. I wouldn't have expected to see that, but kudos to the wog show Uh, (laughs) picked up 60 K 19 lineups. All right. Uh, shout out to our presenting sponsor, Superdraft. I'll give you a little bit of a Superdraft spiel in a bit, but we're going to dive into these games um, first and foremost. We'll have an MLB strategy show coming up directly after this. So first game up, Houston Rockets, Indiana Pacers. There were no lines, I believe, when I first woke up. Let's see if that's changed. Which, by the way, I don't even know how books are setting – lines for some of these games ahead of time like how do you set lines for backups versus backups don't like i, I guess you just you just set them all as like picks th- and just like hey, whatever happens happens throw darts um there are no lines on S- like that i can find that seem viable but i did see lines in so, like weird print on uh well, DK- i'm just gonna say a different place that isn't associated with us uh, I've got seven and a half or seven for the Houston Indiana game. Yeah, and there's and there's no totals. I can see spreads, but no totals. So originally it was two twenty eight and a half. Look, 
the Rockets may be seven point favorites. I think that le- leads us to think that one or two of these Indiana guys would be out if that were the line, but it's not even really what it is. Who knows who's out for the Rockets? So let's just dive into it and we'll talk about whether or not we think people are going to be out. James Harden, Russell Westbrook. I'm going to assume they both play. I don't, I'm going to assume that everyone plays for Houston, including Eric Gordon. Where are your thoughts for the Houston team right now? All right. So on Houston, tail end of the back to back, they generally sat Westbrook and tail end of back to backs anyway this season. So my assumption is that Westbrook sits and Harden plays. Like I'm actually fairly confident in that because I don't know. Okay. If, I don't, I don't know if Westbrook's played a back to back the entire season. So this doesn't seem like it would be the spot where they would start doing it. And then if we look at Harden's minutes, they kind of just play him no matter what. Like yeah. the, the other the other day, they beat the Kings by 17 points and Harden was playing in the fourth quarter. Totally meaningless game for Houston. They're up by a million points. Westbrook's out. So to me, Harden is probably going to be the guy to pay up for on the slate, assuming that all of what I just said there is accurate. And Eric Gordon, I believe he's listed as questionable right now with an ankle injury. Yeah. At this point in the season, I assume anybody listed as questionable is out. Like, I was stunned that Giannis ended up playing yesterday. Other than him, I think maybe every player who's been listed as questionable from a team walked into a playoff spot, those guys have been ruled out. So I think that Harden is going to play. I think Westbrook rests. And then, I mean, who knows with the rest (laughs) of the roster. Daniel House is supposed to be back also after sitting out yesterday. I think they want the Gordon situation, obviously a little different, hasn't played yet in the bubble. Um, Getting him just some time in real competition is probably important to them. That's I don't think that he comes out and plays like 36 minutes or something like that. But I think they want to try to get him on the floor. The Russell Westbrook point is a good point. I didn't know how they would approach it since he missed two games. If they just want to get him action. I'm giving these guys, I don't want to say limited minutes, but less than the normal 36 you see constantly. So I basically capped all of the Houston guys at 32. And if they play more than that, great. I don't, if I start projecting James Harden at 36 minutes and take Russell Westbrook out, I mean, he's going to be in a hundred percent of my lineup. There's got, I'm not going to be able to avoid that. And at this point in time, it didn't seem like a great idea for me to build my lineups thinking that was going to happen, especially with this being the first game of the day. So do you like anything other th- – if we're going with Russ being out, obviously you like Harden a ton. What else stands out to you from Houston? I'm assuming something in the, like the Rivers-Macklemore vein. Yeah, I mean, normally I would, except they're expensive. And especially mm. if Gordon, if, especially if Gordon ends up playing, then – I don't know how many minutes there's going to be for them. Like Ben McMore is 5,000 now on DraftKings. Austin Rivers is 4,800. Like I'm not playing those guys at, at those, at those salaries. The yeah. one thing I'll add to Harden also is this isn't a spot where like earlier in the season where if you're paying up for a stud like Harden, you need like 60 plus fantasy points from, because there's so much value at this point in the season and all the high price guys are generally getting limited right now. So even if you get like 28 minutes from Harden, he scores like 45 or 50 fantasy points. With there being maybe like a dozen min price guys that are going to score like 25 fantasy points, like that might be all you need from Harden just because he fits in the lineup so much easier now than he would earlier in the season. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned Rivers' price on DraftKings 4,800. He's 5,500 on FanDuel. <laughs> yeah. So it's, I mean, I, I understand he scored 41 points the other day, but that's, that's not yeah. happening again. No, unless Harden and Westbrook are both out. <laughs> that's, and that's even true. still, like $5,500 Austin Rivers is still going to project as not a great value. 
I think I probably like House on FanDuel quite a bit. 4,200 right now. I assume he plays 30-ish minutes or slightly north of that. I think that kind of works in this spot. The good news for all of it, we're going to know everything for Houston before tip-off. At yeah. least we should. Yeah, um, unless, it, unless it's a DeAndre Ayton situation and somebody, yeah. somebody doesn't take their COVID test. Oh, God. Insane. Yeah, I mean, if anybody's going to do that, I could see Harden going to the strip club for chicken wings for sure. <laughs> um, yeah, if, if Russ is out, it's going to be really difficult to get away from James Harden. And that is not uh, a terribly interesting DFS take. Every single person on the planet should know that at this point. Yeah, well, I, I think it's 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 not it's not a contrarian thought. The only <laughs> the only thing I had to add to it is that we don't even need his normal his normal production no. level value that's going to be available. So, Indiana, Malcolm Brogdon questionable, Victor Oladipo questionable, uh, TJ Warren just out, Miles Turner questionable. Floor is yours, man. What do you want to do with this ridiculous Indiana Pacers team right. for today? Well, first, I'm just going to look at the standings real quick. So they have the five seed right here, Yeah, and I believe they're locked into it because I think and, ob- and obviously if the only other thing they could do is four, that also doesn't matter. Yeah, that doesn't matter at all because there's no home court advantage, right? Like that, all they were doing for home court advantage was the higher seeded teams coming to the bubble were staying in nicer hotels and – yeah, I, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't think there's any impact on the on the spreader team's ability to win games. So, no, I'm going to assume as of now, Brogdon, Old Depot, and Turner, none of them play because what's, what's the point? What's the point of them playing? So then you look at the rest of the lineup, and it's like, all right, who who's reasonable? Uh, Aaron Holiday, 4,600 on DraftKings. He's generally been pretty good when he started, even at a 4,600 price tag, and that's with other guys in the lineup. So as a starter, he's averaging a little over 25 DK points. So at that price, I think we could project him to have a ton of usage if all those guys are out. Um, the center position, probably going to split between Jakar Sampson and uh, Goga Batadze if, if Miles Turner's out. Uh, I kind of feel yeah. like Batadze has been a good per minute producer this year. Actually, he made two starts and averaged about 30 fantasy points in those starts. So if, if he starts, which I think seems somewhat likely first round pick might as well just give him all the run possible in this spot. So he would be a really strong value play. I think those are the two guys that stand out as the top plays for me. If Brogdon, Old Depot and Turner all sit, it would be Aaron holiday and Goga Batadze. Yeah. Going to be hard to not like holiday. Um, I'm a big Goga fan just in general. So if he's getting 20 plus minutes, that's great. Uh, Seemed like all of the smart teams that saw Indiana grab him were like, that's uh, we're going to like, People will regret that one in a couple couple of years. Any TJ McConnell thoughts if they really do uh, wipe out every single person on the Pacers? Uh, TJ, 3,600 on FanDuel, 3,500 on DraftKings. This feels like the type of game where TJ McConnell just sort of plays 30 minutes and does TJ McConnell things. Yeah, it's possible. I mean, we've seen him put up triple doubles in this spot in the past, just garbage games at the end of the season with the Sixers. It didn't mean anything. Be like, hey, we're resting everybody playing TJ McConnell. And you have like a 15, 10, and 10 line. Uh, let's see. He's made three starts this year for the Pacers, averaged 23 DK points in those starts. Yeah, I mean, he's definitely viable. I'd be a little concerned if he comes off the bench just because, I, I mean, he's a veteran at this point. It's like, what's the motivation to playing TJ yeah. McConnell? So if he starts, I think he's a good value play. I definitely have less interest than if he comes off the bench. 
Okay. Whatever it is, whether it's Aaron Holiday or TJ McConnell, I promise you I will get that one wrong and it will cost me <laughs> a staggering amount of money as it has in the past. That, that, that's what's most important. I. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders from ship to shore, air to ground. Cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. Manually, earlier this season, manually swapped from Aaron Holiday to TJ McConnell. They ruled TJ McConnell to be the starter at like 656. I was on live before lock. I manually did it on FanDuel. If I don't see that news or go to lock at that point in time, the lineup wins $100,000. Nice. nice. Just, that sw- just that swap. One it never to works one the other way. Either. Never no, worked the other way. Certainly didn't. That one stung real bad. I, you know what's funny? I remember, I remember that slate. I did the same thing. I wouldn't have won $100,000 on that slate, but I also uh, global swapped Aaron Holiday to TJ McConnell before the slate. I woke up and looked at it. And I saw the like their DFS like their point differential from DFS. I was like, oh, that's what like 15, 16 points. Where would that take that lineup? Uh, and then I, I did the math. That. I was like, yeah, oh, it takes that. it straight to the top. Yeah, I don't yeah. regret it. I think I made the right move. Like in a vacuum, it's right. You can't ever know that. But man, if if ever I had an issue where like I couldn't get to Fanduel or didn't see the tweet or something, man, that would have been a great day to just be incorrect. I could convince myself after every slate I, I would have won or should have won. I could look at all the lines and be like, oh, I was I was considering this guy in my player pool. If I would have swapped him to him and oh, if yeah. I swapped these three players, I could I could recircumvent lineups after you know like every slate and be like, oh, I, I should have won that one. Or I yeah. almost won. No doubt about it. Will this be the game that has the most value for the entire slate? Uh I think it's gonna be the next game. Okay. The Philly I think, side, I think, most likely. Because well, I think both sides are going to arrest everybody. And it's just going <laughs> no. to be backups against backups in the next game. <laughs> Until Kyle Lowry and Fred Van Vliet both, both play 40 minutes. <laughs> Not happening. Not happening. Maybe, though. And any deep cuts in this game? Somebody that might still slip through the cracks? Uh, Jakar Sampson has played a decent amount of center minutes. And I think that he would make for a good pivot off of Goga Batadze if Batadze starts. Just because, let me look at Batadze's foul rate. I'm, I'm pretty sure it's significantly high. Yeah, he, he actually, he fouled out in both games he started. And only played 25 minutes in both those games. So as a starter, he averaged 30 DK points played 25 minutes, fouled out in both games. So it's not out of the realm of possibility that Batadze starts, is a chalk option, gets into foul trouble early, and then just Jakar Sampson ends up playing most of the center minutes. So if I was going with a deep cut, also a little bit of leverage in terms of potentially swapping off somebody who could be chalky, that's where I think Jakar Sampson makes sense. Uh, But, I mean, this is just so many what-if scenarios coming in, coming in at once. This is also dependent on, like, Miles Turner being out and Brogdon, but... That's the situation I think is is possible where I would look at some leverage and like get off the board type play. Okay, uh, Goga in 368 minutes this year per cleaning the glass, 13th percentile in foul rate. Not great. Not great. 
All right, let's keep it moving here. Let's go to it. The Philadelphia 76ers against the Toronto Raptors. I think your lean on the Raptors is likely correct given what I saw as a potential line for today, which was Sixers minus five and a half. Again, this could be imaginary, just floating in the ether, but I saw it once, so I'm treating it as gospel for right now. Let's just you, go you to it. You, you have it backwards, by the way. It's, it's Raptors as the favorites. Oh, it, it's, I, and now I see seven and a half. And, and for, in, in favor of the Raptors or the 76ers, though? Raptors. Okay. God, none of this is great. Okay, so <laughs> Raptors, seven and a half is the mythical line that may, may or may not exist, which we obviously know we're not getting Ben Simmons. By that line, we're certainly not getting Joel Embiid. Who else sits for Philly? Are they wiping everybody out? Is Toby sitting? Is Horford done? Is Josh Richardson done? I'm assuming we see like one or two of those dudes, but they don't have to really do that at this point in time. They're, I don't care about their seating. They're playing for nothing at this point. Uh, so I'm looking at the injury report. They've actually up, they've upgraded Embiid to questionable for this game, but I, I, can't, I can't see him playing. The one I do think is most likely Josh Richardson is probable. Yeah. So Richardson, I think, has a pretty decent chance of playing. He's been priced up to 5700 on DraftKings. But if he plays and Horford, Harris, and Embiid are all out, then I think there's potential for him to play a pretty significant amount of minutes. I gave him 32. Um, wouldn't shock me at all. He is better from a DFS perspective when all of the good people sit. <laughs> uh, that shouldn't... It's not normally surprising either, but uh, when he can get a little bit more ball in his hands, doing a bit more creation, it's sort of like uh, Josh Richardson circuit heat two years ago. He's going to blow 5,200 on Fandle and 5,700 on DraftKings out of the water. Problem is he's been dreadful in the bubble. 0.66 Fandle points per minute. Not great, but I'm going there. If these guys are out, uh, it's just, there's too much usage for Josh Richardson to soak up. He was great in his last game, though. At least that's a, that's a positive. Last game, uh, 34 points, five rebounds, six assists, scored over 50 DK points. Yeah. So, I mean, the potential is always there. It's just such a wonky fit for him there because, you know, between Simmons and Bede and then, you know, all the other guys that they have in there that take shots also, Tobias Harris, there's just not that much role for Richardson. But I still think he's a quality basketball player. And then you just put him in a spot where just everybody else is off the court and there's nobody to do anything other than him. Like he kind of gets cornered into playing a bigger role. And in that case, I think that he would have a really big fantasy game. So I think people might look at the 5,700 price tag on DraftKings and say, oh, Josh Richardson, that's a really expensive price tag for him. And it is relative to his production this year, except this is so far from the normal situation we've seen him play in with Philly. It's going to be an Alec Burks game again, 4,200 on FanDuel, 4,900 on DraftKings just seems too much. We mentioned it before. Kyle O'Quinn at 3K on DK is likely to be the most popular play of the day uh, if, if all of this breaks correctly. Yeah, which I think it will. I, I think it's pretty unlikely that Embiid and Horford both play. Maybe one of them play, but that would still set up a situation where Kyle O'Quinn could you know, play backup center minutes. He might even end up, if, if Embiid is out and Horford plays maybe he starts in the front court alongside Horford so I think that Kyle Quinn. there's a lot of situations for him to end up getting minutes and at his cheap price tag he only needs 
like 18 to 20 minutes, he might have a really big game because he's been, you know, one of the, one of the better permanent fantasy producers in DFS for like five years now. Yeah. I have his baseline rates for me, 1.2 fantasy points per minute. It's not going to take much for him to provide value at a flat minimum salary on DK. They literally ran the offense yesterday. Like he had, (laughs) he had had like, he had like 10 assists like start of the fourth quarter. He didn't get the triple double, right? A point shot. No. And the last play of the game, he was wide open under the basket. Nobody around him. And, and Furkan Korkmaz just took a terrible contested jump shot instead. I saw the freeze frame of it on Twitter and uh, I laughed <laughs> a little bit. That, that's where we're at in the bubble and in the NBA right now. Kyle O'Quinn triple double alerts getting missed by points. <laughs> yeah, which, which that was also, I was kind of joking about that earlier. I was like, oh, Kyle O'Quinn looks like he's going to get the rebounds and assists, go for the triple double, but he's not going to get the points because at halftime he had something like two, seven, and seven. Yeah. And then he, and then he got he got the, the double double without the points. Uh, you mentioned Alec Burks, so Burks to me, I think is somebody who could be popular that could make for a good fade or at least someone to be overweight on because yeah. he only played twenty eight minutes yesterday, even though he started. And now that Josh Richardson's back in the mix, like I can't imagine that Burks is going to play more minutes. The other thing also is that Shake Milton and uh, Matisse Seibel both got into early foul trouble in that game. So everything broke right for Burks to play as many minutes as possible. And he only got 28 minutes with Josh Richardson seemingly coming back. It it feels to me like Burks could play like 22 or 23 minutes in this game. And that would just make him not a particularly great guy and still could be popular just based off a little bit of name value and people seeing that he played decently yesterday. Is there anything else that stands out to you from the Sixers for today or is this just a, we need more information type spot? Uh, let's see. Who else? Uh, Mike Scott started. He only played 22 minutes yesterday. I like Matisse Thibel in general, except his fa- he gets in foul trouble so often. And I think there's going to be enough value plays that there's just going to be other guys I prefer over him today. But I, I, don't, I think that if Thibel starts, at least on FanDuel because of the defensive stats, like he's a guy who could score like five points, but get like three rebounds, three steals, and three blocks yeah. or something like that, which works on FanDuel because we get the extra points for the defensive stats, but in weaker play on DraftKings. For sure. And we get the Toronto side. If they're projecting to be that big of favorites, who do you think sits for Toronto? Everybody? Let me look. I'm going to bring up the injury report right now. I believe that they took Van Vliet and Lowry off. Okay, so if that's the case, then I assume that both of them will play, but limited minutes. Like, there's okay. there's no way they're going to stretch those guys to play, you know, 35 minutes or whatever, especially because if they're playing against the Sixers backups, one, there's a ton of blowout risk. Two, there's literally nothing for them to play for. They are locked into the two seed. They've been locked into the two seed for a few days now. And not only that, a two-seed matchup against, right now, the Brooklyn Nets, who are not quite a threat in the first round of the playoffs. <laughs> yeah, that's... But, but with that said, they keep winning games. They're one of the best teams in the bubble. Yeah, well, <laughs> <laughs> I think Toronto will be safe for that one. Yeah, of all I, the teams in the league, I don't think the Toronto Raptors, coached by Nick Nurse, are going to slip up against a Brooklyn Nets team that is half of a G League team. All right. So with Lowry and Van Fleet off the injury report and assuming they play limited minutes, there's nothing to see here. No, I think Siakam uh, plays. Like, uh, 
I can see them sitting a Baca. So I, I guess the question then becomes, does Boucher play? So I like Boucher a lot last game, but not necessarily as much today. One, he's more expensive. Yeah. Two, it still looks like Gasol is going to play. I'm surprised they haven't rested Gasol at all yet. Gasol, no. like they rest everybody, like, but not Mark Gasol. He's playing 26 minutes still for some reason. He in great shape coming into the bubble, all lean again. That is true. Let's see. He only played 20 minutes last game. All right. So yeah, I think we can make a case for Boucher. Not a priority play for me. 4,600 on DraftKings. What's his FanDuel price? Boucher, 46. 40, yeah, so 46 on both sides. That's not great. And I think he could also be popular. Do you remember some of those slates earlier in the year, like around Christmas time where Boucher would be super popular and then play like eight minutes? Yeah, it was not a fun time. So that's the worst. Here's, here's how I feel about Boucher. If there's a chance for him to get minutes with like a Baca or Gasol resting, play him if he's not going to be popular. Fade him if he is going to be popular. Just because it, the minutes are so difficult to predict and there doesn't seem to be real any real rhyme or reason to it. Like they just Nick Nurse would be like, hey, we're going to give Boucher 30 minutes today. And then it's like, you know, Boucher not in the rotation today. So it, there's so much unpredictability there that that's how, that's how I feel. I just go opposite of whatever his ownership is going to be. Is there any reason to think we should pivot to someone like Rondé Hollis Jefferson? Instead, price didn't go up 3,600 on FanDuel, 3,400 on DraftKings, played 26 minutes with Lowry and Van Vliet out with Ibaka out as well. If Ibaka misses, could it just be go to RHJ? So let's see, for the year, 19 minutes per game, average 18 DraftKings points. If he's going to get 26 minutes, that would be, what, like 23, 24 fantasy points as a baseline. It is an easier matchup than numbers would indicate against the Sixers. So I think that's not a terrible play, especially maybe as a pivot off of Boucher, but not a guy who I would make as a priority be dying to get into lineups either. Do you feel the same way? Yeah, it's, if he's essentially unowned, then I like him in large field GPPs, just hoping that he gets those 26 minutes and that's what's going a little bit better uh, for the Raptors. Is Kyle Lowry like a good play on FanDuel? He's 6,900. 8,600 on DraftKings. Like I just don't, I, I can't justify that. Is, yeah, that, that's a no for sure. Uh, let me look at the context of who are the, I'm just going to look at overall the plays at point guard. So is it a thin yeah. position today? Uh, I, I think it kind of, I mean, value is going to be there, obviously, whether that's CJ McConnell or Sumner, today. Austin Rivers, sort Aaron of. Holiday. But like, would you, Kyle Lowry, 6,900, Austin Rivers at 5,500. Is there oh, any Lowry. chance that that could ever be Rivers? <laughs> no. No, and you know what's funny? I think Rivers would be higher owned of the two. Yeah, he probably would. Jamal Murray at 6,500 just strikes me as a spot where I would rather have him than Lowry. He might be the best point guard option that's not just a full pay down. Here's the issue, though. Last game, the Nuggets played a really close game against the Lakers, and Murray only played 25 minutes. The starters didn't play the fourth quarter, and I think it's reasonable to assume something else similar to that today. I think him and Lowry are probably both in a really similar situation where I, I would expect both of them to play around 25 minutes. I would be surprised. You think he's going to play more or less? More. 
More? Okay. I'd be surprised. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Guys, if Lowry and Van, v- Van Vliet play less than 30 minutes, unless the game is fully out of hand in either direction. They like to play these guys because he knows that he's going to run them 40 minutes into the ground. The the playoff scenario for the Raptors is the only thing that gives me pause because they can ramp them up against the Nets with essentially zero risk. They are right now locked into a spot that is probably the most advantageous spot in the entire league for round one. I mean, you can make a case that it's the magic, I guess, but if if you're picking your playoff opponent, you're absolutely picking the Nets. Any Any team would pick the Nets, right? I yeah definitely I think I think you take the Nets over the over the Magic at this point. One thing I'm looking up here, so I have I have a little bit of evidence in your favor here. Okay, second to last game of the regular season last year, which if I remember correctly, the Raptors did not have anything to play for at that point. They were they were locked into their spot. Kyle Lowry played 43 minutes against the Heat, (laughs) and Fred Van Fleet played. Sure, something close. He he played 22 that game. Okay. Uh, but but either way, 40, 42 minutes for Lowry, that situation is egregious. So so maybe there is something to that. If they're playing, I think they get 30-plus minutes. And at that point in time, you're absolutely playing Kyle Lowry on FanDuel. I mean, even if you think he plays like 26 to 28, 6,900 is a spot where you probably want to get Kyle Lowry. Yeah, and then I think it kind of goes to that situation, like I said, with Harden before also, where even if Lowry scores you know, like 30 fantasy points, how many guys are there that we could reasonably pay up for today and be confident that they're going to have, you know, big or relatively decent games. If there's so many value plays that go off today, we have to spend our salary somewhere. So yeah, I think Lowry does make a little bit of sense. I wouldn't pay for him on DraftKings. I think, I think you've talked me into him on FanDuel being viable, especially after I looked up his, his minutes for this situation last year. Anything else you want to touch on from uh, the Toronto side or the Philly side, if you Anything else popped up? Uh, Kylo Quinn. I think we're going to like him a lot. I, I don't really care how chalky Kylo Quinn is. Like I'll play Kylo Quinn forever. He's 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 a soft spot yeah. for me. I, I've had I've had a lot of good nights on Kylo Quinn. There's a little bit of bias there for me, but I've always I've always been a cock guy. Uh, <laughs> let's see. Jordan, go ahead and clip that. <laughs> <laughs> see him working on in the back. Yeah, we're going to need that audio permanently. I need a soundboard. All right, uh, here's one other guy that I think makes some sense on Toronto. OG on Anobi. Okay. 4,100 on on FanDuel. 4,100 on FanDuel. 
I don't think he's a guy who they'd be like, hey, we need to limit OG Ananobi's playing time to like 20 minutes or anything like that. You know, Ananobi, young player. I think that he's somebody who could play like 30 plus minutes. Also guy, he's kind of like OG Ananobi. OG Ananobi is kind of like Matisse Thibel 2.0, if that makes sense, where he does a lot of the same stuff, but just at a better rate for DFS. So particularly on Fandle, where you get the points for the defensive stats, the extra points, I think that he makes a lot of sense in that price tag. I mean, if you look at him in the bubble, he has at least a block or a steal in every game, and I think at least two in every game so far in the bubble. And that's massive for Fandle. I like it. 21 and a half minutes on Monday in the Raptors game for Paul Watson. That is a full-on creative player as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> yeah, that's, that is absolutely a computer-generated player. That guy is an NPC. I, Paul, that's not what I was expecting Paul Watson to look like. <laughs> Went to Fresno State. Okay. 25... Yeah, that's just not a person that I know. Freshman of the year in the Mountain West in 2014. Undrafted. Played in Germany. Yeah, that he, that might as well just be a fake person. Anyway. Not, not somebody Not somebody I think we're considering. No, no. I'm going to assume that I don't have him in my model. <laughs> <laughs> um. I'm going to assume that he also has a 2.0x multiplier on Superdraft because Superdraft is the presenting sponsor of this show. You don't have to worry about salaries. Paul Watson probably would have a minimum salary either way, but he's definitely going to have the highest multiplier, and that's all that matters at Superdraft. You could roster anybody you want. So somebody like James Harden probably going to have like a 1 multiplier or 1.05. You're not going to get a big boost, but then you can get guys like... Kyle Lowry, 1.3x multiplier today. Josh Richardson, 1.75. Those are the type of guys you want to take a look at. Doesn't have to just be the NBA either. NBA, MLB, PGA, NASCAR, MMA, NFL is coming soon. If you want to check out Superdraft, use the promo code AWESEMO10, A-W-E-S-E-M-O-1-0. Get yourself $10 on your first deposit of $10 or more. Get yourself $20 if you deposit $100 or more. You can download their app in the App Store or just go to superdraft.io. That's Superdraft. No limits, more winning. Whew, two more of this bad boy. <laughs> the NBA, the end of the NBA season is is truly a farce of epic proportions. You know it's you know what's good though is with it being in the bubble, it's not nearly the grind it's been in previous years because like last year when I they give the right articles about it, and it's like 13 games on the slate, and it's like, oh, my God, this is brutal. It's never-ending. So yeah. I see people complaining online, like, oh, these games are terrible, like six-game slates, and we don't know what's happening. It's like, yeah, this is way better than it's been in previous years, and it's it's not even close. Uh, I just realized we had two Super Chats, and I don't want to miss them. So Joe dropped one at 10-12. We were talking about Houston at the time. said, I'm worried for paying up for a big-name options. Definitely harden if the game becomes a blowout. What are your guys' opinions? Um, I don't think that I'm super worried if the Rockets blow out the Pacers and Harden plays. Well, yeah, I mean, there's a couple things about that. First of all, we've seen D'Antoni leave Harden on the floor in like 30-point games in the fourth quarter anyway. But the other thing also is if we're kind of assuming that Harden's going to play limited minutes and we look at how teams have limited players' minutes so far in the bubble in general – it's been they play the first three quarters and don't play the fourth quarter. So the situation where this is a blowout, 
probably means Harden plays really well through three quarters. And we don't know if he's going to play the fourth quarter anyway. So I don't know how much that really impacts what his output would be. And yeah, like for the Rockets to blow out the Pacers, if James Harden is playing during that, it's almost impossible for him to not be at the worst decent. He yeah. can't have a bad game and the Rockets blow somebody out. That's basically impossible at this point in time. He's way too involved in the offense. He might have a poor shooting day. Like, he, you know, he might be one of those like four for 20 games, but he ends up having 40 free throws or something dumb. Yeah, if, if there's a Rockets blowout of the Pacers and Harden is active, then I expect James Harden to be perfectly fine. He's essentially blowout proof in that spot. Yeah, I, I agree. And then Brandon R. Uh, with the super chat, he said, what a year, up about 350K Canadian on their year, binked 45K last week and 100 last night. Josh, you are the GOAT. 350K Canadian is what, like 15 bucks? I, I have no concept of that. Uh, how, many, how many pesos is that? Yeah, that's, I don't, that's a lot of loonies and toonies as far as I know. <laughs> but seriously, congratulations. That sounds like a really awesome 2020. Not a lot of people are having awesome 2020s, but it sounds like you are. Although if it's in Canadian money, that's probably why it's awesome. All right. I, I've done the conversion rate, by the way. Hold okay. Real quick. What, what do we got that going on now? 264,000 non-colored okay. dollars. 264,000 non-monopoly money. That is still, still, very, still very good payouts. I remember we went, uh, me and a couple friends went to Niagara Falls for spring break when we were 19 so that we can drink. Maybe we were 20. I don't really remember. Um, I just remember like getting rid of some of my money and getting all that monopoly looking money from Canada. It's all bright and colorful (laughs) coins worth a dollar or two dollars or whatever. Just getting like cheaper beers. And that is when I learned a valuable lesson. Everything is an import somewhere. Milwaukee's best premium was selling 24 packs at uh, the beer store in Canada for $32. Wow. At that time, I was able to get those cases for about $9. So that's when I learned that trash beer to someone is a delicacy in a different country. And that's when I stopped caring about uh, garbage beers. I was willing to drink anything because someone thinks it's good somewhere. That's my story. Oklahoma City and Miami. Uh, looks like the Thunder are slight favorites. Nope. Looks like the Heat are slight favorites. Two points potentially. Maybe like a 220-ish total. We'll start on the Oklahoma City side. Uh, doesn't appear that they're trying to rest Chris Paul anytime soon. No. It's just like, no, I'd rather play. Which is, is funny too, because coming into the bubble, if you had to pick out one player who you're like, this is the guy who's going to rest, I think it would have gone with Chris Paul, right? I mean, look at how the Thunder yeah. handled the start of the year where – Basically, like first week of the season, he he didn't play 30 minutes per game because they were so cautious with him. So I thought for sure, like coming into the bubble, they would be resting him. But they're, they're resting like Shy Gilgis Alexander before they're resting Chris Paul. Now, with Weird. that said, Chris Paul only played 24 minutes last game with everybody resting. So maybe they are being a little bit cautious with him. I, I don't really like the Thunder side of this game all that much. We do have Steven Adams and Nerlens Noel both questionable after missing the last couple of games. That has led to some nice fantasy lines for Mike Muscala, who once got traded for Ivica Zubats for no real reason whatsoever. But with there being enough value on this lane, potentially like Kyle Quinn being in play, I don't really think there's going to be a reason to go back to Mike Muscala. Yeah, I'm on the same page with you there. But before we keep talking about the Thunder, you know, we still have 18 minutes. We're going to get to 11 o'clock pretty easily. 677 people in here. 
only 107 likes. I am not okay with that sort of like to viewer ratio. Hit that thumbs up. It helps us out a ton. I just, let's make that number north of 200. You guys can do it pretty quickly. If you've already hit the thumbs up, don't hit it again. It goes away. But <laughs> if you haven't done it, be sure to hit it. Oh, that, that used to be a way to game the YouTube algorithm. Uh, just like keep on offing it. Yeah, they, they used to, they used to mess up the YouTube algorithm. I think they I think they fixed it though. Well, if they haven't fixed it, then uh, everybody <laughs> start clicking and unclicking. Uh, that would be fantastic. How do you think the Adams Noel duo breaks today? Do we get them both? Do we get one? Do we get neither? Well, the ideal situation for value would be Adams out and Noel starting. Uh, but just if we go just based on they're both questionable and assume that they're actually 50-50, there's only, you know, 25% chance of that happening. But also I generally just tend to think questionable players are more likely to not play than play at this point of the season. So in terms of how I think it's going to happen, I think it's going to be Mike Muscala starting at center and playing like 25 minutes and being decent. Yeah. So Nerlens Noel is out with a, with right ankle soreness, which is not a sprain, the way that like, you know, you would say right angles. Yeah. So I actually wouldn't be surprised to see him in this spot. He's 4,700 on FanDuel. So his price is kind of high ish. I mean, you still want him if he's playing like starter minutes, but 3,800 on DraftKings. If we find out that Nerlens Noel is in, he's going to be really popular on DK. Yeah. So look at his numbers as starter this year. Um, just under 12 points per game, six rebounds, two blocks. So that overall adds up to just under 30 fantasy points as a starter. So on even on FanDuel at the elevated price tag, he would be viable. DraftKings is way too cheap. He'd be, he'd be a no-brainer if he's starting at center. Sure. How do we break down this backcourt? Do you want one of the, the faceless wings that uh, are all the same person that I can never keep track of? Is it Diallo, Dort, Nader, Ferguson, four dudes that might as well just share jerseys? Uh, I, I can't imagine Gallo is worth anything at this point. So is there anything you want to get to from Oklahoma city? No, except Gallo, I think is expected to play this game. And he, I mean, he's not playing minutes at all in the bubble. He's like 20 to 22 minutes every game. So he's not viable, except that does take away value from some of those other guys like, uh, Dort, Baisley. We've seen some of these guys play well times, but they're no longer min priced and priced up a little bit. And they lose out on playing time with Gallo being active. So that's his significance as he takes away the viability of some of those cheap wings. Yeah, the, To me, Oklahoma City is just really tough to get anything right now. We need all of their information to be able to figure out who it is. Because one of those faceless wings is probably going to be a decent option if we find out like three or four dudes are out. This yeah, is the team be. that I think you desperately need the information for. But I mean, are you really like late swapping into Abdel Nader because like four no. guys are out? <laughs> no, so, not at all. Especially their 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 rotation has been so tough to predict. Like the Chris Paul situation's been weird. Gallo's been chalked like three times in the bubble, and he's played like 19 minutes each of those games. Do you know how many fantasy points Terrence Ferguson is averaging per minute since he's been in the bubble? Uh, because I can't remember him doing anything, it's going to be very few. But I don't know the number. So. And it's subject to me having an error here, but the way that it's calculated in my sheet is 0.18. That's not And he's played 46 plus minutes. I mean, it's not like he was out there for one stretch and that was it. 46 minutes, 0.18. That might be the lowest I've ever seen anybody do anything. That's that's Tony Snell level. And that's 
Those are FanDuel numbers, by the way. I assume that is beneficial to him given he doesn't do anything but kind of defensive stats. So not even getting steals, it appears. No, he really just the only he gets he gets minutes and doesn't do anything with them. He gets minutes and cardio. He runs back and forth. Then we head to Miami. Kendrick Nunn hoping to be available for today. Kelly Olynyk probable. All bets are off for the rest of Miami. Per basketball reference, uh, they are ninety five percent to be the four seed, five percent to be the five seed. Game doesn't mean anything to Miami. Not at all. Um, you would expect Jimmy Butler to park it, but who knows? What do you, what are your expectations for the Miami Heat today? Who's in? Who's out? Who's on the fence? Yeah. This is so tough. My gut feeling is just they play the starters, but they get limited minutes, and this China becomes just like a blah game for fantasy. If I had to pick out one guy who I think is most likely to play extended minutes, that could have fantasy potential. I think it would be Tyler Hero, just because he's a rookie. He has had some big games in the bubble. I mean, if we look at his last few games, 28, 48, 30 fantasy points. So I, I think that he's the guy who stands to be the one guy to play 30-plus minutes just because of him being a young player. It, it's hard for me to justify looking at Jimmy Butler and being like, oh, he's going to play 36 minutes this game. Like he did last game, but it was because he has this dumb rivalry with TJ Warren, and we know that Jimmy Butler is – you know, he cares about that stuff. So that was why gave him credit in the post game interview. Did you see that? No, I didn't. He was just like, yeah, man, he's been, he's been playing really well lately, but, but like he he didn't against Jimmy Butler. No. Well, he said that they have like a bunch of guys that they can throw at him and make it tough, but he was just like, yeah, it's, you know, his game's been nice. I appreciate when he's just like, yeah, man, I might hate this dude, but like, he's clearly been balling out for a couple days. He was, he, he would have been, he would have been the MVP of the bubbly of the, the bubble season, whatever they're calling it, because they're, they're giving out they're giving out awards for the for the bubble. And I think he would have been MVP had the last game not happened. Now it's probably going to be Devin Booker. I was going to say I think it would have been Booker regardless. I don't know if 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 Warren had another game where he shot seventy percent from the field and scored forty points. Ah, I tweeted it yesterday. I might, will I be able to find it fast enough? Jacob Goldstein was tracking it. In his uh, points P-I-P-M. added metric, yeah. So he's he, he converts that to what he calls wins added, um, but he also has a points added metric for um, just individual games. Obviously, Harden had the highest individual game heading into yesterday. Dame second. I know there was a list of top points at. Okay, here it is. Points added for the restart. Top five. This was so. This does not include anything that happened yesterday. James Harden was number one in the bubble in points added plus 38 Giannis two, TJ Warren three, and then a pretty big drop off to to Booker and Lillard. So, you know what? I retract my statement. I'm team TJ Warren in that case, although apparently it would have been Harden, but there's no way it would have been Harden. TJ Warren is, has the narrative as well. Not Damian Lillard, although people are freaking out about that. Although that also could greatly change after after he scored a million points yesterday and yeah. was making everything to the point where he had shots that were not nearly like online, but they would hit the rim, bounce 50 feet in the air, and then fall through the middle of the basket. Do you think Bam Adebayo is limited today? I think all, I think all of those players are limited. I, it's just hard for me. Like, wh- like, what's the reason? Why risk sure. injury? Why risk one of your players headbutting somebody? Just, just, <laughs> just, just play him. Play him twenty to twenty-five minutes. Get you know, keep the legs 
exercise at least give him a little bit of work but don't don't push him don't don't play with faith there unrelated to the head well, related to the headbutt he gets suspended right oh for sure yeah. i think i think he gets suspended and i also think that encourages the bucks to sit everybody the final game of the season which is significant because they're playing the grizzlies so yeah. the grizzlies if the grizzlies beat the bucks which now seems fairly likely Giannis is going to be out. Maybe everybody else is resting. That eliminates the Suns from the playoffs. The Suns could go 8-0 in the bubble and not make the playoff game. Not even make the play-in game. Bucks bench might be better than the Grizzlies. Don't say that. Don't put that. Don't. I, I don't want to do, don't do that. For, for other reasons, I don't want to do that to you. Um, I'm just, I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't no, I, would, surprised. I wouldn't either. Although they, they lost to the Nets also. So. Also true. I don't know about that. If Bam is not limited... I think that he can blow this game up, particularly if Steven Adams sits. Uh, if Steven Adams and, and Nerlens Noel sit, yeah. even if Noel's in, I, I still like Bam just because Noel is a weird person. But if they both sit, Bam Adebayo is going to do literally everything that he wants every single time down the floor. Um, he would then yeah, become I, I, one I, of my I, favorite I, guys of the day. Yeah. Mike Muscala has nothing for him. No, not in the slightest. All right, let's close this bad boy out. Denver Nuggets, LA Clippers. So we only got to 192 likes. Uh, close enough, everybody. But, you know, eight more. And then I'll shut up about it. Uh, it looks like the Clippers should be like five-point favorites is what I'm seeing right now. We'll see how that all shakes out. So let's start on the Denver side. We know that we're not going to see Will Barton, Gary Harris, uh, Jeremy Grant, I believe, is questionable. I assume you're treating him like he is out. What are you doing with the rest of Denver right now? Yeah, Denver's another tough one because, I mean, we saw what they did last game. I kind of think that's the blueprint again where they they just unloaded the bench. Everybody got 20 to 25-ish minutes. The starters played – let's see, what was it? The, The starters didn't play the fourth quarter, if I remember correctly. The box uh, right now, but I think sounds about. Was, I mean, no one played more than twenty six point seven minutes, so stands to reason those guys didn't. Everybody played between twenty one and a half and twenty six point seven minutes. <laughs> this is this is this is not an interesting spot to me. The one guy who I thought last game would have gotten minutes anyway is I was like, well, Michael Porter Jr. Surely he'll play, you know, his regular minutes because why not? But then. Yeah. They didn't. I guess that kind of makes sense the more I think about it, because Michael Porter Jr. Is, he has so many injury issues in his in the past. So even though he's a young player, I, I see why they wouldn't necessarily push him in a game that doesn't matter. Unlike other young players, uh, you know, chronic back issue for Michael Porter Jr. He's had back surgery, missed all of last year. So I, I think that now, after seeing how they played him last game, I'm a little less confident that he'll be a young guy to play extended minutes in meaningless games. It's such a weird team. I mean, normally they're really deep. They're even still sort of like oddly deep, missing two starter-ish players. You get Bull Bull playing 20 minutes. Uh, Kata Bates-Jop can just sneak in there. P.J. Dozier has been getting a ton of run in the bubble. Like, I mean, those are three guys that – I mean, Kata Bates-Jop could play in the playoffs just as a wing defender, but we're talking about guys that aren't involved at all. It's a really, really weird situation for Denver right now. Nobody is truly priced down to a point where you want to go crazy. Like Tory Craig's thirty nine hundred, but Tory Craig is thirty nine hundred always. He's because yeah. he's Tory Craig. 
Um, PJ Dozier, I guess, could be a guy you want to look at 3,500 on DK. If he does end up getting, you know, 24, 25 minutes, it might be a place to squeeze some value out, I guess. Uh, let's see. I mean, he played, he played 20 we, we only have four games today, so yeah, I mean, we got to grab somebody. He did play 27 minutes last game, so I think he led the team in minutes. And he played 25 on uh, August 5th, played 22 on uh, the 6th. So, like, he's gotten up into, like, the low to mid-20s a couple of times. That might be enough for today. Yeah, it could be. I, I think maybe he's the, the most interesting play on, on all of Denver. I still think I would lean towards Monty Morris over him. Morris played 24 okay. minutes last game. In general, I think that Morris is just a better fantasy producer than Dozier. What are Dozier's shooting numbers? Like, is he doing something – Made 71% of his shots from the field last game hmm. overall. I mean, his shooting in the bubble isn't something crazy unsustainable, just that last game. Yeah, I guess he's okay. I prefer Morris, though. I just think Morris is the better player. Is it bowl bowl season, 3,400? I don't mind bowl bowl. I think that I think if you wanted to punt with somebody who it's who you're looking at the bench, I mean, like who who on this team could play you know, 20 to 25 minutes and potentially be a big fantasy producer. Like we don't have much of a sample size on Bobo to know like what his fantasy points per minute are going to look like. My gut feeling though, is he's a guy who would score a lot of fantasy points very quickly. Yeah. I don't disagree there. Although uh, if like Marcus Morris is guarding bowl bowl, there's a bit of a strength gap between the two of those. Uh, Morris might just pick him up and toss him into the non stands. And then we get to the Clippers. We can close this out. Uh, we know for a fact, no Patrick Beverly, no Landry Shamit, and no Montrez Harrell. How many more no's do we get for this Clippers team for today? I mean, they don't have Kawhi and George on the injury report. That doesn't necessarily mean anything. I think, I think rest is still somewhat probable here. Uh, Reggie Jackson is at 3,800. He's somebody who, if Reggie Jackson starts and those other guys are out, he could have a really big game because we've seen that from him at points in time this year. I'm kind of surprised Lou Williams hasn't gotten extended minutes at all. I thought maybe that would be something they try to do before the playoffs is yeah. like, wouldn't you just want to have one game where you give Lou Williams like 30 minutes just to get his, just to get his work rate up. But his four games in the bubble since his uh, wings excursion, Wingate. 20 minutes, 20 minutes, 18 minutes, 23 minutes, 23 minutes last, last game was a bubble high for him. But I, I do kind of wonder if Leonard and George both rest. Is this the game where they say, "Hey, thirty minutes of Lou Williams, let's get him, let's get him geared up for the playoffs"? I think that he's somebody who could be an interesting GPP play because he's also pretty cheap. Yeah, five K on Fanduel, fifty five hundred on DraftKings. If we if we get any inkling that um, he's going to get any sort of extended run, I expect him to be popular then too. But that's certainly a way to go. I'm assuming Reggie Jackson on FanDuel is one of the most popular plays of the day. He's 5,100 on DraftKings, which is my favorite thing in the world. Minutes will matter there, but he's 3,800 on FanDuel. I think you can safely just jam him in regardless of what we hear from a Clippers news perspective. Yeah, and the other thing too with Reggie Jackson is I kind of think for his FanDuel price, he makes sense as a play as is. And then as long as he doesn't rest, he can only go up from there. Right. Yeah. So other guys get ruled out and then it's like, all right, Reggie Jackson is a viable play who now becomes a very, very good value play. So even though this is the last game of the slate, he's somebody that I'd be willing to go overweight on just because the upside is so high for him at his FanDuel price. Are you looking at PG or Kawhi? 
So here's the tough thing with them. I think the, the risk of them resting is so high. And with this being the last game of the slate, if we find out like an hour before the game that they're resting, you don't have, there's nowhere to pivot to. No. So you could take that chance with earlier games with like Lowry and Van Fleet, just because you could pivot to guys who are playing in later games. We don't have that kind of flexibility with the Clippers guys. No, unless you're in the utility spot on DK where you have Kawhi and then you're free to grab whoever you think is going to be the highest score in the game, whether that's Paul George, if he plays Jokic, Porter, Murray, that's really your only option. If you're at a regular position, it's going to get really, really difficult. Because if you yeah. just have Kawhi at a forward spot, well, then you're not swapping to Jokic. You're not swapping to Jamal Murray. That's when it gets kind of tricky. You can you can be loose with the utility spot. Otherwise, you're in trouble. And on FanDuel, you're in real trouble. Yeah, so I think that's one other thing that we should point out, which I don't know if, if we mentioned on other shows. A lot of people know, because it's good to just remind. If you're building lineups, especially by hand, Players starting in the later games, put them in that utility forward guard spot because it gives you more flexibility. Like you mentioned at the top of the show, guys are going to get ruled out. We're going to have to make late swaps. So just give yourself as much flexibility to make those swaps as possible. Don't put don't put Reggie Jackson or Paul George or whatever. Don't put them in the point guard or small forward spot where you get really handcuffed to who you could swap to in the late game. Do you think they care about this game at all? The final question before we get out of here, Clippers and Nuggets are 2-3 right now. There is a scenario, I think, where the Nuggets can get to two. Yeah. Gonna... Uh, two two wins for the Nuggets and two losses for the Clippers would yeah. put the Nuggets in the two seed. I don't even know if the Clippers care whether they're the two, whether they're the, whether they're the two or three seed. Because right now, the two seed plays the Mavericks, the three seed plays the Jazz. I think I'd rather right. play the Jazz than the Mavericks anyway. So I, I don't know if these teams care all that much whether they get the two or three seed. I completely agree with you. I don't think it matters at all. There's just no home court. So the people's motivations are wildly different. Seeding is not all that important. I can tell you this much. The Clippers probably don't want to be the four, and that's not even feasible. So it doesn't really matter there. Well, there we go. Show in the books. Guys, you have to pay attention to news. There's going to be an unlimited amount of it coming out throughout the day. Uh, injury report is dropping right now. So you definitely want to go figure out the notes there up on the Twitter. There's about to be 600 pieces of it. The <laughs> last time we finished this off half of the bucks sat. Uh, Greg, anything else you want to get in right now before we get out of here? No, like you said, just pay attention to the injury report and just make sure you set up your lineups in a way where you're able to make those late swaps, put the later, later playing guys in the utility guard forward spots on DraftKings, and don't play the slate at all if you're if you're not going to be home. If, you, if you're going to be out and about, don't play the slate because you're throwing away money. Steven Adams, questionable. Nerlens Noel, questionable. OG Ananobi, questionable. It's all coming in now. Keep your eye on the news, everybody. Thank you for joining us. Hit that thumbs up on your way out the door. Shea Gilgis-Alexander, not listed on the injury report. Hit the thumbs up. Subscribe to the channel. Notification bell. Jordan Klein, hit that music. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. 
Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.